my husband called me. He said, you want to work now properly to do it and name your firm. I said, let me think about it. He called me. He said, no, the person is standing. He was a very particular person, my husband. He said, no, the person is standing and he is going to the office and you have to tell me just now on the phone. Abhi, just now. Not, no two minutes. Okay, maggots, I am doing with cream. Let it be creamica. Done, done. It's done. So that's how I named my creamica. On this episode, it is my honor to speak to Mrs. Rajni Bector, who was recently awarded a Padma Shri. A veteran in the F&B business, Mrs. Bector paved the way for Indian women in business, especially in the food industry. Her brand, Kremika, that started out as a small enterprise from her Ludhiana home four decades ago, is now a thousand crore entity. Here we're discussing what it was like starting out in the 70s, the challenges women entrepreneurs have to face, even now, and we also talked to her granddaughter, Sana Bekta Parvanda, who runs Zoot, her own business of sweet treats. Let's see how the next generation, backed by veterans, is taking the food business into the future. Hello, Mrs. Bekta. Thank you so much for doing this. I must admit, I am extremely nervous. So please forgive me if I forget any questions or if I fumble a little bit. But it's so nice to have you. Thank you so much. And I'm really pleased. You don't have to be nervous. I think even I may not get nervous with you. <laughs> These days, the old people get nervous fast. Huh? <laughs> Congratulations on the Padma Shri. I think it's such a great achievement already adding to everything else that you've achieved so far. I think it's, uh, I'm feeling very proud. So I'm sure you must be thrilled about it. I'm really feeling nice and my family is feeling nice and it's really great honor. And you feel really nice about it. You are acknowledged for your work. That's the main thing. Exactly. You know, Mrs. Vector, so while I was, you know, researching and uh, reading up on your story, which is, there were so many parts of my own story that I resonated with. You know, I just want to take you through one brief incident that happened with me. My family also, my, my grandparents are from Karachi and Lahore, respectively. And then after partition, they moved to Delhi and my mom moved from Delhi to Bombay. And I always pride myself in like being a part of a very progressive family. And really, you know, while we're Punjabis, we're like open-minded especially where women are concerned but I still remember when in 2004 when my brother and I decided to go study in Switzerland we decided to study hospitality there were some parts of the extended family that kind of told my parents ki why are you spending so much money on your daughter you know kya matlab she's gonna come back and and get married like what is the point and I couldn't believe that I had to deal with that kind of thinking in 2004 and to think that you did what you did and you started in 1970. I mean, I don't yes. like 78, like yeah. 78. Yeah. I mean, I want to get into this. How can you tell me a little bit about your journey from yeah, then? Yes. yes, sure, sure. In fact, uh, when I started, it was my hobby. Frankly telling you, I never thought of I'm going to work or anything. It was totally my hobby to feed people, to make new things and call people for parties. Call their children for swimming parties at my house. <laughs> Just send your children for swimming and I used to feed them. I used to call elders at night and then they say, no, do better eat. Because I used to love making things. And uh, then one, some of my friends used to tell me, Ki, why don't you work? Why don't you work? I said, what nonsense? I'm not going to work. Why I'm not? Why don't uh, nobody's going to work? Because those days, ladies were not supposed to work from good families. Yeah. And uh, my family was a reputed family of Ludhiana. 
They said, no, I said, no, no, I'm not going to. He says to Pagalai, what are you doing? What are you doing? One of my doctor friend, my husband's friend, he was friend, but naturally you become friendly with everybody when your husband's friends are there or anything. He says, you are mad. Rajni, you don't know. McDonald's started on a ready in America and he's obeyed that. Why can't you do it? You should also do it. Why are you wasting your time for nothing? I said, Dr. Ruja, why are you talking like this to me? Don't say, I said, then one day I thought of it, let me do something. Because it was my hobby to create things, create recipes on my own, to add things to it, to minimize some things, things like, okay, no, this is not good, this flavor will be better, this will be better. Because I used to make very good ice creams at home, and puddings and cakes and um, salads and uh, all those things, uh, biscuits, baking, everything at home. So when I saw, then I thought of it and I started doing for the fair, there used to be many fates in those days. So I started with the fates. The fates, uh, then I started working. And uh, the same thing, extended family. They started talking about me and all the people in Ludhiana was a backward city at that time. In 78, it was a very backward type of a city. It was not Del like Delhi and Bombay, where they used to feel it, the ladies should not even go out, even for a movie, the ladies should not go. So I used to say, she's mad, why she's doing it, this is why she's doing it, why she's doing it. Then I said one day, I said, hell with everybody, because I had a very big support, my father-in-law and my husband. He said, do whatever you feel like, don't worry about it. I said, I'm doing everything by my hands, huh? I don't care. Talk whatever you can. I used to go publicly and say, I said, you want to say anything to me, tell me. <laughs> tell me, I'll answer you. I was very bold that way, since beginning. This, I said, I can face it because I am doing something with my hands, which I am creating things. And I am enjoying that. So I am enjoying that. That is my thing. Because I never thought of it, I'll be going to, I thought it's a hobby. I may stop anytime. Uh, you know, like uh, baking has only become big in India, I feel in the last decade or so yeah. to the level that it is today. Yeah. So uh, can you talk me through what it was like for you to bake in 1978? I mean, ingredients, I used to find it difficult when I started. No, no, ingredients, uh, because you, you, I was using basics at that time. Yeah. But only basics were available. The fancy things were not available at that time. Now you can get all those ready-made roses and everything in the flowers. You can get the sugar. I used to make it with my own hands. I used to make it with my own hands and make it because these were not available anywhere. Nothing was available because everything was only handed. Because I used to do all the decorations, everything on my own. That was my thing. And I started making cakes and salads and all that. That was a new thing for Ludhiana. Ludhiana people never used to have all that stuff. They used to tell me we have never eaten salads. How did you learn? How did you teach yourself? Did you get lessons? Did you like, you know, what was it like for you to try new things, to learn new recipes? I used to, in fact, uh, that was my hobby to just wherever any class or a new session used to be there. I was a bit attached with PAU, Punjab Agriculture University, Home Science College. And uh, then sometimes uh, I used to catch some recipe from somewhere and there's, I used to innovate anything into it because uh, this was my passion. At what point did you think or did you realize that this passion could turn into something much bigger? Because I was getting so many orders, so many orders I was getting every day because the people were asking me for weddings and all the big orders for two, two thousand people, three, three thousand people. So then naturally it came into my mind that it should work in a big way. So I started working, but I never used to depend upon servants first. 
I used to do 18 hours working on my own. I used to feel he will spoil my stuff. He will spoil my stuff. He doesn't know how to do it. I will do it myself. So everything was created by me only. And at the home science college, the dean was there. And uh, she used to tell me, please, Rajni, come and uh, teach my students. I want my students to learn this cake. I want my students to learn this salad. So then I used to bake and teach the students over there in the college also. So these were the small, small things which really made, make the really difference in me. With the part, got the confidence with that and all, because people are appreciating so much. So that's the main thing I the appreciation. If you get appreciation for your stuff, you want to make it more, more, more. So naturally, I started with hand churner ice cream. It was a hand churner ice cream. Then I started a bit with the electricity beating and all. With that, I started making it. Then my husband said, if you want to do anything, better do it in a little proper way. Don't do, do it like this. So better you take some a bit of more uh, thing. So I just planted a small ice cream unit at my back of my house, Bangalore. So that from there, I started to cater for thousands of people from there. So I was doing that way in my thing. That was very, very good. And it was really appreciated. I used only not in Ludhiana. I was sending outside Chandigarh, Ambala, Amritsar, Jalanda, Delhi, everywhere my staff was going, even going to Dehradun, even going to Saharanpur, even going to Banaras, somewhere. so many places. I tell, can't tell you, people used to ask me, we want only your stuff, only your puddings. In Delhi also, so many people used to ask, no, I want puddings only from you. We want only ice cream, so your ice cream, your puddings, everything. Salads, everything. So I used to send everything. So I have a question for you, Mrs. Bechtel. Yeah. Now, I think most entrepreneurs or most people that are very passionate about what they do, mm. right? Like you said, that feeling of letting somebody else come in and handle what you're doing. For example, you said you used to work 16 hours, 18 hours yeah. a day doing everything yourself, yeah. which in the first years of Low 15, I felt exactly the same. Yeah. But at some point, you realize that you have to delegate and you have to yeah. let go of yeah, the yeah, work. When did that happen for you? Was it when you set up the ice cream plant or how did that process fall in place? After a few years, five, six, six years, then I started making bread also there with my back unit only. Then I started making bread in a bigger way, slightly bigger way in my some other place. Then uh, in, till 90, I was handling all these things on my own, to be very frank. Yeah. Then in 90, I put up a biscuit plant. Biscuit plant, I was put in a bigger way, very big way, and with the bread. So that was being done. Then uh, with that, what happened ki, when we were making the breads and everything, then naturally I needed professionals along with it. You can't handle these things on your own. You need professionals. Correct. And then some, you are not doing with five, six people over there. Then there are hundreds of people and thousands of people are working under you. So you need the professionals to control everything. So you need proper people, not the professionals and proper professionals for every department. What was the most difficult part of this process for you? To now, you know, something that you were handling so individually yourself and then suddenly you had to let go of that control. What did it feel like? No, this was nothing, no feeling because it was thinking, I am the boss, so I am doing it. Because I am <laughs> doing it, I am getting the things done. So with that, the McDonald came in. The McDonald, they searched all around India, they were working and then somebody told them, team of Americans were there and they said they were told by somebody that there's some Mrs. Bechtel who is working in Ludhiana you better go there also so they came to Ludhiana when they saw our working my working was very professional even for a smaller unit all the university students used to come and visit me because the deans used to send the students here to see how nicely I work 
why professionally I work because that was my passion. Yeah, I have to do everything perfect. Nothing can go here and there from anywhere. That was the main. I mean, and that's a true testament of you know what you built. I also want to understand when did the you know your family step in and start helping you? Uh, what was that decision like for you? Because I know working with family is very difficult and it's challenging. First, when I started, it was there was a school. All the three my sons, I have three sons. Yeah. So all were in school at that time, school going children. Then they had finished their education, they did their colleging, they did their, one of my sons became an engineer and everything. I really wanted them to work somewhere else, not with me. But first they were planning some other projects and all also. Then then um, they got uh, something, you know, Mama, we want to work with you. I said, don't work with me. I don't want you to work with me. You better be on your own. So no, they said, no, we want to be with you. So one by one, they started coming in. So with the McDonald coming in, we really grew up. McDonald, we gave the trials for one year. They kept on trying with us and everything because they wanted the best quality of wheat, which was not available in Punjab. And then we were getting from Madhya Pradesh and all. So, so we did it. And with that, we came with sauces. Then we started making sauces. The sauces we were in first, we did work in collaboration with Quaker Oats America. Correct. The company was that we were in collaboration with that. So they were the suppliers to McDonald's all over the world. Then we developed so many sauces over there, so many dressings. We started with tomato sauce and plus meals and different types of meals and everything and some sauces, basic sauces for the McDonald's and all. Then we started making all the other sauces on our own. Then the, the, the Quaker Oats stepped out and we were the only owners here. They said, no, we don't want to be, you work yourself. So we have developed lots and lots of dress, salad dressings, sandwich spreads. We have done 101 things in there and so many cold things in it. They're adding every day something or the other to it and they're making the best quality of stuff over there. So that part is also doing very, very well. It's doing very well. And the things are really up to the mark. That is the main thing which is happening. Then with that, with came a breadcrumb plant. With that is also in collaboration with the UK firm. And uh, then we were started making that. Then after that, it, that also we did it on our own. So everything is just a way, step by step. You can't step into a business at one day. You have to do it slowly, slowly. I actually want to go back to the, you know, initial years when you started and you started baking and working from your home kitchen. Mm -hmm. And um, through the years, I want to know if there was any point in time where you were faced with uh, either a failure or a very difficult situation where at that point it felt like it was the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it today, it was probably the biggest blessing that came your way. Naturally, initial start becomes difficult yeah. because you need funds also at that time. You need quite a bit of funds when you are doing something in a bigger way. And sometimes the results are not that great and you keep on investing into it. At that time, you feel really scared. Okay, what is going to happen? How we are going to manage and everything. But then everything was getting managed. That was the thing that really worked very well. And when you're in that situation, when things are not going well or they're not going as per plan, what is it that you do? Do you have any sort of beliefs? Do you have any sort of tools that you go to to help you cope with situations like that? No, I have a very big belief in God. And I work like worship. I believe in that and I tell my staff also to work like worship. That is my motto of life. When you do that, you don't find any difficulties. Always the God is there to help you around and they, he gives you the strength to face it, face the problems. God is always there to face with us. That is the main thing. I have that belief. 
A lot of questions that I get asked even today are about the difficulties that I face being a woman in business. Mm -hmm. And uh, even today in 2021, I can list about 10 issues that on a daily yeah. basis that I'm faced yeah. with. What were some of the issues that you faced when you started out uh, for being a woman and how did you deal with them? As a woman, it is a very difficult, you may say anything, to face the people and you are taking orders, you are doing this, you are supplying things and all. Sometimes it becomes difficult. You have to face that. You have to talk to everybody, you have to do everything on your own also. That is the main thing. Were there times that you felt like you asked yourself why you were doing what you were doing? Mm -hmm. Or did you feel, uh, you know, because passion is important, you know, mm -hmm. I think you're, mm -hmm. you know, we are all extremely passionate about what we do. Mm -hmm. But were there times that you questioned your passion where you questioned why you were doing what you were doing no naturally sometimes you feel it okay we are doing something i may be doing wrong or i may not be doing right or something is wrong somewhere there are so many times it happens like that and sometimes you want to do some things can okay, maybe we have to do this way then i'll be fine because in uh, like eating or what are the products we are making you are making i am making or anything anything can go wrong anywhere so those losses are always there. So you have to face them. You have to do. Then you sometimes think why you did it, why your people did it, why this happened, why this happened. Yeah. But you can't do anything. You are helpless. Those losses are always there. Yeah. And sometimes you are putting more ingredients or things. You don't get those rates. You don't put the prep profits and all. Because first initial start, when you start working, you don't know exactly what you are doing. You just think, hey, I just put this much ingredient, you don't think of the cost of the electricity, you don't think the cost of the labor, you don't think of anything, and you just sell it like that. So that really makes you go through the hell because you are not getting anything out of it. You know, another thing, Mrs. Bechter, I want to talk to you about is having a support system or, a, a, you know, mentors that you could reach out to. For example, for me, for last year, mm. there were a lot of um, friends in the food business when I was going through a difficult time mm. that I could go to and ask for help, like people that were outside of my family. Mm. Since you work so closely with your family and you have for a while, are there people that you look to for mentorship, for advice? Because I know that a lot of women face this is that we don't have people that we can reach out to for help. Have you ever felt that? No, that you don't have anybody. Nobody tells you the right things. When they are in the same business, <laughs> nobody tells you the same things. Nobody's going to tell you. That is the main thing is there. Nobody so you tells just you. have to learn yourself. No one will tell you anything. Yes, yourself. You can, you can employ the professionals and they will tell you, but not the people. Not the people are not going to tell you. Now I'm very happy because my granddaughter-in-law's and my daughter-in-law is there also working yeah. and uh, the Sana is here. Yeah. So these things you really feel that there is in the genes. Yeah. So yeah, everybody is working that food line. So all my grandchildren are also in food line. So it is now I am retired but I am still I am there to taste everything. <laughs> I am always there. I am always there to help all my children and whatever uh, they want me to pass because they want me to pass everything. Because every taste, uh, I have to do, go through it and then uh, the new product comes in the market, not otherwise. Hi, Sana. So thank you for setting this up. I'm truly, truly appreciated. Sana, I want to, you know, slowly get into your journey as well, because you, you know, you come from this legacy family and you are, you know, a pastry chef yourself and you are, uh, you know, setting up your own sort of shop in Delhi. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, so I'm, I think I've been very privileged to... Uh, 
actually we trained and grew up around my grandmother because um, what you know what you mentioned earlier about women in business we were very privileged to never grow up thinking that there was any difference we always thought it was the same for all of us you know and yeah so when we i moved to delhi about 10 years ago and i really missed all the cakes and desserts and puddings and things that we had in ludhiana i just couldn't find anything that tasted quite like it so i roped my mom in because she's a better chef than i am what's <laughs> oh, a family of foodies like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all involved and um, my mom actually worked a lot with dadi in the small bakery that they have at home yeah. so they learned and made a lot of new things there together and so we decided to start in a small way in delhi uh, again from the home it was like you know coming full circle <laughs> but we made it professional quite quickly in fact um, everything we make has been taste approved by dadi uh sana what are some of the lessons that you have learned not even necessarily just related to work and food but just life in general i think one of the number one things is her ability to balance everything you know um, how please explain i know we don't have enough time but how do you you know because she's been able to give 100% to work and home and her friendships you know really really close network of friends that she has which is admirable and the other thing was of course to if you believe in something to see it through not to stop halfway just because you've had a loss in fact the losses i think have made us as a family become stronger and the last thing was that i probably should not get into the restaurant business and uh, here i am doing just that <laughs> because we knew how hard it was and we still did it <laughs> what do you think you know seeing everything from the outside your whole life what do you think the hardest part of this industry is oh, there's so many <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think for us especially the kind of products we've done dadi since day one especially in ludhiana has been getting people to experiment with something new when uh, we started making burger buns nobody was eating burgers and then when we started making ketchup it was not a thing and mayonnaise is still not a thing in a lot of places and Uh, you know same with salads like her story about salads uh, in fact pooja if you were to eat any of the things we call salads in punjab you will not think that there is what is it mayo a lot of mayo there are lots of salad dressings there are lots of certain salad dressings and they are amazing they are amazing you must try them you must try them <laughs> yeah the dr- the dressing to um, salad ratio is 1 yeah. to 1 Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know so I I think this vision and foresight of like you know when you were making burger buns nobody else was making it or ketchup which was also you're taking on like the market size which is already so strongly uh, occupied like what made the family or or you guys think of entering into these new sort of uh business verticals So I think for all of us if you spend an evening with us at a dinner table we're constantly <laughs> thinking of new things to make yeah you always do so um that's really where the idea start they start at home that's something you know if anyone asks yeah. me every sauce we've made it's not made in a lab it's made in our house and it's we eat it for years like i think we're all guinea pigs for cremica products you know and of course there's market research uh, you know with the burger buns and even with the condiments there was a lot of uh, help that we got with our partnership with mcdonalds and other international firms like that they wanted a different quality they wanted something that was authentic that had real tomatoes which at the time in india you know 
food was not regulated enough when we did this. It was not, uh, uh, you weren't always getting what was written on the label. So that's why they decided to work with us because we were small and we were open to trying new things. And like Dadi said, open to spending a little more on ingredients and earning a little less. less. That's it. <laughs> so uh, that's really how those main verticals started. But some of the greatest innovations we've done is uh, we're the first people in the world to make an eggless mayonnaise. And <laughs> I made eggless macaroons, man. I feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> And also, I think one of the few companies in the world to make flavored like mayonnaise based sauces. That was not a thing. So again, you know, it was always trying to cater to people like us. What would would we want to eat? So we made it. Until today, it's it's a big battle trying to control this family from making new things. Yeah, it's very difficult. I, I need I need to come I need to come and have a dinner sure. with all of you because you I think have. what will come out of yeah, that sure, will just sure. be completely insane. As, as long as like, you bring us your dessert, we'll yeah. be fine with that. <laughs> no, I think that's so important because you know when we started making, um, we're kind of baby steps into like packaged food, really tiny scale right now. And um, I met this new product development, you know. Team and they were like oh you have to do market research and you have to do this why would you make this kind of cookie and I said because I like eating it (laughs) (laughs) and they're like they're like that's not how it works so it's very reassuring to hear that because the main thing is you must have a taste bud if you have a good taste bud you will make good things if you don't have a taste bud you can't you can't make good things that is the main thing in our family I think everybody has a taste bud without because I have given them everything because I never neglected my children, that's I must tell you. I never neglected. When my children were around, I never used to work in front of them. I used to be just uh, sitting with them, having everything with them and everything. Then I used to work when they used to play or something. And uh, Sana, what does scale mean to you? I think, you know, in a journey as somebody who's trying to, you know, start something new and be an entrepreneur and I have big shoes to fill, really. Um, for me, personally, scale is reaching a point where I'm really confident in my product. I'm confident that I can, I've got it to a lot of people. You know, I think you'll understand this, that especially with your packaged food, it's about something you make, making somebody else happy. And if you can get a lot of people to become happy or make their lives easier, or make their meals more memorable or be part of a memory, then that is, in my opinion, scale, you know, to get to that level. And so for some people, maybe that's a thousand homes. And for somebody, maybe that's millions. And at the end of the day, that's a very personal uh, benchmark to set. And I don't think anyone should feel the need to compare themselves to other people. What does the name stand for, Sana? Um, So it's actually Zoot. It's a Dutch word. It just means sweet. Oh, we wanted something. Uh, we wanted something small and simple, and a bit like Kremika. Kremika was also named on a whim, so we yeah. named Zuta. The Kremika was a, a named. Uh, you cannot believe it. My husband called me. He said, "You want to work now properly to do it and get name your firm." <laughs> I says, "No, I will think about it. Let me think about it." He called me. He said, "No, the person is standing." He was a very particular person. My husband was very particular about everything. He said, "No, the person is standing, and he is going to the office." And you have to tell me just now on the phone. Abhi, just now. Not no two minutes. Okay, I am doing with cream. Let it be creamica. Done, done, done. It's done. So that's how I claim my creamica. Everybody says, how you have done the creamica? Why? I say, because I was making it. I said, okay, creamica. But then one minute, what can you do? I never thought of anything else. So these are some things which really you remember in life. 
That's incredible. Yeah. Sana, do you, do you as a, a young woman entrepreneur, you know, I mean, outside of the family working in Delhi, do you still feel that it's challenging for you as a woman? Or do you think that because, wait, I'm not going to put any words in your mouth. Sorry, you can answer that. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think after leaving home, I realized that there's actually challenges for women externally. You know, we've been very lucky in our family not to have those challenges. And even within the family business, there's no such divide between us. But um, but you always get external pushback. You know, you, you go and try to sell something and people might not take you seriously. Or you'll go and try to, you know, build something and people might not take you seriously. You know, I've had moments where I've been constructing our store and somebody's come to deliver something and they're they're talking to somebody else in the store who like one of my staff members and not me, you know. Uh, maybe it's because I wear hoodies all the time and I don't look <laughs> professional. Man, I had something so similar. So uh, for me, essentially, everyone wanted to know where the husband or the father were. And there was a time when I actually rented this, uh, you know, the, the space that I'm in right now. And I went with the head of operations was slightly senior guy. And, uh, you know, the landlord just kept talking to him. And uh, I just, after a while, I was just like, you know, hi, <laughs> this is, you know, this is my business. I'm, and then when it came to when he asked, so who's going to pay, who's going to sign on the checks? Is it going to be you? And I was like, yeah, now can you talk to me? Yeah. So, you know, like it, I totally get that. And it's, it's been sort of, I, but I, I'm the kind of person that doesn't really look that tries to look beyond the challenges and kind of says that, okay, this exists. But also after, you know, 11 years, you're like, okay, it should be easier now. Yeah. But, you know, it also helps um, having family that champions your cause or friends that are around you or your team. hundred percent. Your cause. So for my daddy, I know that my grandfather was a big, big champion in her court, you know. Yeah, that's right. You always put her forward. And that's something that... Uh, we've all learned from. And yeah, of course, with the challenges with my work, there are many times that I've taken help from my dad. You know, I've felt that it's just been easier that way yeah. or from my husband. Uh, but honestly, it's not something I feel bad about. I'm happy that I have supporters and I do, I'm trying to look past a gender divide here. <laughs> and I think we can, as, as business people, we can change this by hiring. We can change this by our own attitude. I agree. Considering that, you know, you both started your businesses at very different times. What was your approach, Mrs. Bechter, in maybe attracting customers when you started versus Sana, what you do today? In fact, Pooja, I never attracted anybody for anything. It was my product. <laughs> it was my product, which was really challenging in Ludhiana. But I still like used to believe that I never advertised myself at all. It was only by the word of mouth. Because uh, in Ludhiana, what happened, ke what ISIS I used to make, it was amazing. It was, they were really very good, really on the top. So then everybody wanted for their weddings, for their parties and everything. No, we only want Premika. Can you believe it in Ludhiana? They were, the weddings used to happen and you will laugh over it. They, Mere Paas used to people, some used to come. He says, we can't help it. The boy side has said that in the dinner, the ice cream should be from Krimika only and the pudding should be only from the Krimika. So we have to get it from you. So these were the things were happening in the small town. You, can, you can't believe all this. So my ice creams used to be the really the best ones. I still feel it that my ice creams are the best. 
because we are making with all the good ingredients and all everything and we are really and my some ice creams are really very famous so everything was by word of mouth no advertisement nothing from the my house i used to take orders for the cakes and the puddings and everything from my house so there was no advertisement nothing but now you cannot live without advertisement you have to advertise yourself the times have changed i think it was the same for us that what about you sana it was actually really similar <laughs> initially especially um so we we've actually been around for 4 years and now we finally opened one small little cute space and initially we just started with friends and family and one thing we did differently was that we were professional from day one in terms of our setup so even though we started it in the house in the same way that Dadi's bakery is. We had a team. We we got equipment because we were just too excited about building our dream kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think it was word of mouth that let us get into community clubs, which was the big thing for us. So we opened up in our neighborhood community club, and then we got three or four more. And the great thing about community clubs is you get to really meet people and interact with them, and they really get to taste your product and see what it's about. So community clubs are exactly like like the, how you have the golf club, you have an, okay, like, like so club, NSCI, yeah. like or CCI like, or something CCI, like that. CCI, yeah, okay, okay. We're still present in four of them, and again, our rates were very competitive, maybe too competitive. We made no money. <laughs> <laughs> same you know we have the same problem i think it's in our blood like if we can save money by using different ingredients we wouldn't do it yeah like just never going to cut corners on an ingredient i i think you can taste that in people's food and i've been to uh, your cafe in kolaba actually and uh, i've eaten some of the stuff you make and i think i can see that you're quite similar in that way thank you yeah it is i you know and and there 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 comes a time in your in your career at least for me since it's been 11 years where you have those decisions to make right like you to reduce cost that's the first easy thing to do is just change ingredients like yeah. that's the first step i so clearly remember sitting with my brother um, you know 2 3 years into low 15 and saying how do i get my costs down and he was like you know maybe you should think that you're using this brand use this and you know those are like common like first things and and i just i said no i would just like maybe charge 5 rupees more and try and just keep this as yeah. uh, something that i would feel like you know like i was making it for myself i feel super comfortable with it so yeah so whoever's listening to this challenging decisions are always in front of you but you have yeah. to decide what foot forward sana what is your big dream for yourself you know there's that moment when somebody eats something you've made and you can see their eyes light up that's what i want to do forever <laughs> that's it and that's something that just makes me so happy so if i can do that in a small way or a big way i want to do it forever <laughs> amazing that's that's very special and mrs vector if you could give sana three like advice on life what would your three main top points to sana be i'll just uh, tell her if she has to be honest with the work you have to be very particular about your things ingredients and everything and uh, always give the best to everybody you have to work very properly and all and work like a worship the god is there to help you for that so these are the things which i like to tell her for in life thank you so much for sharing your story with me guys i truly appreciate it thank you thank you thank, thank you, you. 
That was Rajni Bector and Sana Bector Parvanda in conversation with me, Pooja Dingra, on No Sugar Coke. By the way, Lure 15 now delivers across India, so go get your sugar fix at lure15.com. <laughs>